begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Chris and Ben and Milton here for Outer Rim Transmission, episode 141, your weekly Star Wars podcast where we talk about the news, we do reviews, and this week we are getting into our last week before the release of the final season of the Bad Batch, so we are talking all about predictions, speculation, our last minute theories, plus there's some really cool gaming news and much more on this week's episode. Milton, we didn't see it last week, so how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. I know we had the uh, Super Bowl last week, which is why I wasn't able to do it last week. But um, it's glad. I'm glad to be back to talk some Star Wars. I know we have the Bad Batch coming up, so it's going to be some normalcy. Let's hope when it comes to getting back in the groove of reviewing Star Wars. But glad to be here. Oh yeah, it's been since when did Ahsoka end? Like. October or something like that so it's been it's been a bit since we've got some good old Star Wars reviews but the seal has been broken for 2024 Ben how's it going um it's it could be better but I'm 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 at least starting to feel better from last week as our as our listeners probably heard I was pretty sick last week and I'm continuing to improve so that's a good thing and then I'm just excited to get back to talking weekly star wars like you said milton it's going to be nice like getting back into that normal swing of things and you know good bad or ugly when it comes to like star wars shows i would much rather be reviewing a star wars show every week than you know just us having to come up with a random topic because it's fun like talking about the latest star wars content with you know with our listeners or or with people on x or the youtube comments or wherever like it's always a great time um you know talking and breaking down all these new pieces of um all these new episodes of star wars oh yeah there's a great point to be made with that because some of the funnest conversations we have on the podcast are those weeks where it's like, okay, I'm waiting to the last hour to have any kind of notes to talk about. And it's like, okay, let's just throw this topic out there because we've got nothing else. And sometimes it spawns some really fun conversations. And, you know, you, you go like 10 years between the prequels and the sequels where there was literally no movies or anything to review other than like Rebels or something. Um, so there's lots of examples where it's good to have the both. But in this case, we are getting into the meat and potatoes of the Star Wars fandom, which is talking about new content just on the verge of getting there. So we're going to get into all that this week. For those of you that are new, we go live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time for the latest Star Wars commentary. We also are available on any podcast streaming app of your choice, mainly Spotify, mainly Apple, and those both have platforms where you can review us. And we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star review or a 10-star review or whatever their metric is. Just give us a positive review to be a part of a positive Star Wars community here on the channel i'm going to open up to you guys uh do you have any cool star wars things of note in the last couple weeks to talk about i think last week we kind of just jumped right into it without talking about our week in star wars but here we go we'll open it up to the forums i don't know milton or ben if you have anything to speak of um for me the only thing i really did star wars wise since i was sick um, was just I listened to a, a little bit more of the um, second hand of Thrawn book and you know I was just doing that while I was like laying there suffering but I uh, I listened to you know a couple more chapters of that book here and there um, and like that was kind of like my my uh, like my, my shower relaxation thing I would I would listen to that you know in the shower before I went to bed each night just because 
Like I was just, I was like, man, I gotta, like, I can't go this entire two weeks of being sick without literally like consuming no content of, of any kind. So I, uh, so I just listened to some of that audiobook, which was great as always. But I mean, other than that, you know, I've, I've had no weeks in Star Wars just because I've been sick, but yeah, always enjoying a good audiobook. Yeah. Audiobooks. I'm thinking of listening to Dark Disciple. I know I wanted to read the book before Tales of the Jedi or not Tales Bad Batch came out, but hey, what's to say that she doesn't show up like halfway through the season? So there's still time. And like I said, that's Spotify. I have Audible. So there's ways for me to listen. Uh, Milton, have you been listening to any Star Wars lately? Oh, I mean, I listen to some old documentaries that I still check out on a, on a random occasion. Um, sometimes it's usually been, it's been the, uh, what's the one that came out a couple, like 10 years ago, Empire of Dreams. Yeah. yeah. Documentary. Excellent. Yeah. So I like listening to that one and actually I put it on my phone. So when I sleep at night, I can listen to it. It's one of my favorite documentaries. And obviously I've talked about the history channel one that they've done like 15 years ago. Um, so when it comes to Star Wars this week, nothing crazy, but normally it's some type of documentary that I listen to, um, or I listen to like a book when I go to bed. Um, honestly, there really hasn't been a focus on Star Wars lately. Honest to God, what has been my focus lately has been wrestling. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Cause like your boy's prepping to go to mania. In when like is that? 60, like 50 something days. That's oh, wow. April 6th and 7th. Yeah, that was so me with Celebration in, last year. <laughs> you're you're yeah, going to be seeing The like, Rock. Oh, most likely. Listen, your boy can't wait. Like, I, I know, and here's, you know, this is ties into Star Wars, too, just because we have Star Wars Celebration and how that's a big thing globally. WrestleMania is global and is just as popular as, you know, Star Wars, maybe even more because it's been around longer. But WrestleMania is a thing. It's a weekly, like, it's going to be a week-long, maybe two-week type thing. Wow. But it's built up to, like, six, seven months. Um, just like with Celebration, how they have, like, the convention type thing. WrestleMania is kind of like that, too. You get to meet the, the former wrestlers, current wrestlers, Hall of Fame, two nights of WrestleMania, indie shows. So, and again, this ties into Star Wars because it's it's a thing that we all celebrate. We celebrate Star Wars, and, and when we go to the celebrations and those Comic Cons, we celebrate wrestling when we go to WrestleMania and these conventions. So it's like, again, I'm excited for that, but you know, I would love to go. And I just told this to my girl the other day. I said, one of my things in life is that I would love to go to a celebration someday. Just like one of my goals in life was to go to a WrestleMania someday. So, again, my next thing in life would be to do a Star Wars celebration, hopefully on the East Coast. That's affordable. So I would love to make that happen eventually. Yeah, I have a strong feeling that 2026, we're going to see it in Orlando. I really feel strongly yeah. about that. Because... Which, would be perfect. Which would be perfect just because, I mean, I, I have people that live in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I'm sure I will drag my girlfriend to Orlando with me. I'm like, you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because this, and, and honestly, and it's funny because she, she, she talked about this. She says, you know, ever since her and I, we've been together, there are things that she wouldn't have got into you know, prior to me dating her, but like Star Wars is something that she's gotten into. Not saying she loves it. She just, she doesn't mind watching it when I watch it or talk about it. Hmm. And I try to explain to her the whole WrestleMania concept. I'm like, listen, Star Wars Celebration is kind of like that. 
in its own capacity. So like if we get went to something like that, I think she would then understand, oh, this is what it's like with the fandom. You know, she because she just hears me and, and her brother in law talk about it, <laughs> and obviously our podcast. But if she sees the, what, we're, what we're talking about in that capacity, I think it would change her perception or perspective of like, oh, this is a real community. This is a big deal, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got that in April. I'm going to PAX East next month in March, uh, mm -hmm. video game convention in Boston. And I've never even been to Boston before, so I'm, I'm looking forward to just you know, taking a train up there and just exploring all the historic parts of, of America up there. So looking forward to that. And apparently, apparently a Star Wars currently video game developer is going to be on the floor. And that is the people that are making the Eclipse video game. Quantic Dream is going to be there. I really highly doubt they're going to have that Star Wars game to show there. But wouldn't that be something? <laughs> or at least I'll try to pick the brains of any developers. Like, oh, what can you tell me about that that Star Wars game you guys announced like three years ago? So um, as far as for me with my week, uh, it was really like last week since we really have time to talk about it. There's a really cool Shadows of the Empire um, fan film being made, all uh, animated, animated. And when I first seen like the little thumbnail pop up, I said animated, like, oh, it's going to be, you know, that 2D. But no, it's actually like video game animation. And that's coming soon. I don't know if there is a date on it. I believe it's a Kickstarter, just, you know, searching YouTube, just Shadows of the Empire. I know, Milton, you checked it out. You liked it. And it was pretty cool just yeah. seeing those characters. You see a, a really good animated job of the HUD in there. Um, and you see a really cool like Luke Skywalker with like that that different vest he had on and Shadows of the Empire with the speeder bikes and Tatooine and Boba Fett is talking and it sounds just like Tamora Morrison and it's just like this is this could actually be pretty entertaining so that 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 for me is pretty cool I'll be keeping my eye on that on that one there yeah no and it's funny you should bring it up because I I really enjoyed that whenever you sent that to me I think it was you who sent it to me. Um, when that popped out, because I was like, yeah, this is dope. And I would love to get more animation of those stories that we won't get in the actual main continuity of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just how we got that episode three fight animation style of Clone yeah. Wars. But to give us this, man, I'm the, the animations never do me wrong, you know? <laughs> and I just really enjoy that these these fans who really, <laughs> they're, they're, they have no ties to Lucasfilm. They're really putting their heart and soul mm. into this. I mean, even you got, you got people like Star Wars Theory, yeah. who does his own like little movies for thirty minutes and putting his own money in. It's like, wow! Like the creativity, yeah. the, the love, the passion that they got. It's like that's what's so great about this community. That's it's, what's so great oh, about Star Wars fans. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's one of the big things. Even going back to like the Lucas era, Lucas. You know, at the old, you know. O old celebrations back in the day basically you know they would have star wars fan um like film competitions at the old you know the old star wars celebrations mm, yeah. in the early 2000s and stuff so yeah, like about that, you know yeah. you have, you have stuff like that um going clear back to those days and then even even earlier um before the podcast when i was on instagram i was just scrolling and i'm sure you've seen the edit before milton on there just scrolling through reels um someone went through and animated the end of revenge of the sith where Anakin's on the operating table and you know they animated it Clone Wars style and literally I kid you not it looks just like you know Anakin from Clone Wars from 
you know, mm. our animated Clone Wars series, and they they animated the entire ending sequence of like Palpatine saying like Lord Vader, can you hear me? And like that whole mm. thing of like of An of Anakin, and you even see the helmet put on him and everything, and it's like holy smokes, like the fans putting these edits together and stuff, and it's like it's just crazy to see their talent and like this shadows of the empire thing is just another example of it. Like, I think we're going to get to a point guys personally with technology, with the star Wars fandom, um, with the way like things are progressing, like AI wise and, um, special effects wise. I think we're going to get to a point where like, you know, you could potentially go and like, um, you know, say upload, you know, upload an entire book and it just spits out oh, yeah. visuals. You know, I think, right. I think we're going to, I think within, you know, however many years we're going to get to that point where someone could like upload, say the original Zon trilogy boom, <laughs> and it spits out an entire, you know, three hour movie of that Ooh. or something. I think, I think we'll get to that. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt Ben, but it's funny no, you bring good. it up because, because literally, and again, I guess it's part of always part of my week in Star Wars. I guess when I'm always at the gym working out, but I always like to listen to some type of like Star Wars um, audio book when I do cardio sometimes. And so you know how like you have the audio Ooh. drama from like the '80s, um, whatnot. So there's someone that that it's online. I forget what it is. I have to send it to you later. But he has turned the audio dramas into like a comic book. Nice. Like, like it's it's like a four hour like. Oh, that's really book. cool. It's the same audio, but it's just animate. Like there, there's animation pictures with it, and it's like, damn, well, that's perfect it, for like for like even perfect. just setting it on the treadmill or something, you know? Yeah, because you're just like, hmm. oh, like yeah, that's what that would look like. Even though you, okay. we know the movie, and they, they they just make it different stylish, but it's like, oh, that's kind of dope. So, um, yeah, I'll have to send it to you guys later, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, so there you go. AI and Star Wars could be a slippery slope. Only time right. will tell. Well, but like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, remember, well, remember, I sent you guys those uh, those three clips from the Prism uh, YouTube channel with the AI when they said, "What if Episode Seven or Eight was good?" Do you remember yeah. those I sent to you? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, that, and, that, and that was all AI, and it's like, bro, like, how dope would that be? Jeez. I'm just. Like, Oh, man. So getting into the show proper out this week, quite a few releases, including something else that came out that's on the screen for you to watch right now. That's the rest of the Young, I Young Jedi Adventures Season 1. Episodes, I think, 20 through 25 are now out, which completes all of Season 1. Very enjoyable okay, show me, for the young Let me jump here real quick. Yeah, yeah, let yeah. Let ask you this. Should I... God, I can't even want to ask this. Should I at least try to watch it? Because today I was watching Disney Plus a little bit today and I was watching the Marvels for the first time and I saw it pop up on my feed. Should I watch a little bit of that Young Jedi's, whatever it's called? Were there any episodes Milton, you, you recommend, wouldn't like Chris? it? No, Milton, you would not like it. <laughs> I, 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 this is why, because this is we are not the target demographic of this. Now, if you're if you're sitting there with your niece, I think you would really get a kick out of it, right? Like if you're sitting mm -hmm. out there with your niece or nephew or your son or anybody out there, sons, whatever, granddaughter, whatever, you're gonna get a good time out of it. But don't go and expect it. This is a bad batch, right? This is mm -hmm. aimed for kids, Y seven or whatever, right? It's not gonna give you like these really awesome moments that you would expect from the the you know the tentpole animation of of Lucasfilm. But it's really good. 
if you're sitting there and you're babysitting or something, yeah, turn it on. It's like, oh, we're, we're watching Star Wars, and at least the kids are learning something because they do have valuable lessons, I feel like, in all these episodes. But yeah, I've watched it, so you don't have to put it that way. <laughs> that works for me. I, listen, I, I don't want to waste nobody's time, so that's what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of wasting time, I went and seen Madam Web this week. Yeah, total waste of time. Oh, God, I heard that was bad. Yeah, don't go watch it. I saw your post, okay, and I was, I think I think I laughed at it when I actually like when I did the laugh emoji because I was like, yeah, I heard this movie's not good. Everybody I've heard, everybody I know personally that has, have went and seen that movie have all texted me. Mind you, um, I have a relative who's very casual. You know, they're like, oh, hey, a superhero movie's in theaters. Let me go check it out. And they went and saw it, and they texted me, and their exact words was what the hell was that like that was a god-awful movie and i wasted my 10 bucks and popcorn money and i was like well that's why you should at least glance online <laughs> uh, hey i'm a marvel completionist it's gonna kill me in the end i'm sure but i'm, I'm giving my due diligence to the community so you guys don't have to waste your money again <laughs> yeah good good to know um but yes yeah, Yes, yes, you're welcome, you're welcome. Um, we also had comic book uh, releases that are not actually waste of money, such as High Republic Adventures number 3 and Darth Vader issue number 43. Me and Matthew Nugabauer from the Star Wars Underworld channel break down those in great detail, as we always do on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Again, just check out the Star Wars Underworld YouTube channel for all that stuff. That show is actually called Attractor Beam. And getting into it, speaking of High Republic... This came out to us the news on Valentine's Day of all days. We have the synopsis and the cover reveal for the High Republic novel, part of Phase 3, the next big adult novel written by uh, Tessa Grant, and that is Temptation of the Force. It's just in time for Valentine's Day, because on the cover of Avar Chris, you have Elzar Man, which looks like they might be some Jedi in love in this book. Um, we've had references and nods and a little bit of hints here and there throughout the last several books that there was kind of a love triangle maybe going on between them and Cell and Geo, so it looks pretty like pretty much like it's going to go into that. A very dark book, features a lot of characters. The really cool thing that they say in the synopsis is it does revolve around Naboo, and funnily enough, this book is coming out in the first week, I think, of June, which is just around when Phantom Menace is going to be in theaters for the re-release for May the 4th. So everything is gazing upon a 25th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, even when it comes to some of the books. So I'm looking forward to this one. I know Matthew over there at Detractor Beam is looking for this one. Um, so yeah, I will certainly let you guys know how this book is when I finally get my hands on it in June. Um, our big story that came out of the blue is this Star Wars video game idea. And this makes a whole lot of sense. So this comes to us from a reputable source, um, Tom Henderson. He's from the uh, the source over here at uh, where is it? insidergaming.com. Uh, Respawn is developing a first-person Star Wars Mandalorian game. This is exclusive. Um, so Respawn Entertainment, a very big arm of EA, uh, EA games. They are also one of the studios that worked on Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order. So you have several teams that comprise of Respawn. Respawn made their name, made their fame off of Titanfall, 
Um, and then they made Apex Legends. So there is a team currently working on Apex Legends. There's a team working on the next Jedi game in the trilogy. There is a team working on a strategy game with the help of another developer called Bitreactor. And Respawn is also working, apparently, on this first-person shooter game. We knew they were working on a first-person shooter game for a while now. I believe that one of the OG people from the original Battlefront was working on this game. And now, thanks to Tom Henderson's uh, due diligence and his uh, kind of digging into the community here, uh, he has found out that this is actually a Mandalorian game. Uh, it really excites me because they're going to be using elements from Apex Legends and Titanfall, which is the best movement in an FPS you'll ever have, whether it be the jetpacks, whether it be the wall running, which is like their marquee kind of gameplay mechanic they put into all their games, even going into Jedi Survivor, the movement, the platforming, very much taken from Apex Legends, but put into a third person action adventure. So the way they're describing it is with your jetpack as a Mandalorian, you're going to be able to like do these sweeping horizontal thrust and kind of like going forward left or it's going to be very mobility focused um it's going to be single player base it's saying it's going to be set during the galactic empire uh tom did not give us a specific character he literally just says it's a mandalorian so we kind of you know run the numbers here who who else is around during the galactic empire yes it could technically be boba fett um i guess it could technically be din Djarin. Or it could just be a completely new character, but I'm going to throw this over to Milton. Uh, what's your what's your reactions on a Mandalorian video game? I'm about it. Like if it's gr look, you guys know my reputation with the games. Uh, it's up mm -hmm. and down. However, with what I've seen with the Fallen Order games, I only played the first part of the first one. I know you guys say the second one's great too. I am seeing an up and up. I'm seeing that, you know, they're doing it somewhat right. They're getting us back to where it used to be. Um, hopefully it's a great story. We all, we all agree here. If it's a great story and we're invested, we're going to play it. Facts. It's a character that we love. It's a show that's popular. It's a show that has that really has pulled in another fan base with that Grogu reveal back in Season 1. And I think we all would love to see this type of game because we haven't really had one in a while with this mm. type of character. I mean, we were, we were promised 1313 back yep. in, what, 2012 or whatever it was, yep. 2010? So, like, if it's something around that aspect, I'm all about it. Because I was actually very hyped to mm. get 1313 when that was looking to be developed. Because I, I was like, oh, it's a different concept. It's not a Jedi, per se. It's it's underground, underworld, that type of stuff. Same with, I mean, Mandalorian, I, I assume that will be the same type of concept. So I'm all about it. Give me a great story, great get, great gameplay. And you guys understand more of the developers than I do, but if it's a developer that, that you seem to trust, that seems to have a good reputation, then I'm all about it. These guys don't miss. Respawn, they've literally had one bad game, and that was their Medal of Honor VR game for the Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest. And, I mean, that's a whole other animal dealing with virtual reality. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they haven't missed. As far as, like, a good console game, going back to Apex Legends, the Jedi games, this is probably going to be a home run, I would imagine. Um, because you go back to Titanfall 2, Ben. And Titanfall 2 has arguably what people in the community, that the hardcore gamers say, Titanfall 2's single-player campaign is the best shooting campaign ever made. Bar none. 
So I the, think I remember hearing about Titanfall. I think I bought my uh, my friend's dad. It was the first one back in the day. Yeah, and, and I think he really liked that one. It was so awesome. The the idea that you are these pilot characters. It's also a first person shooter. A pilot character, uh, like a little grunt guy. But then the idea that you get to fight against and alongside these gigantic mechs, and at any given time you can call one down get inside of it and immediately like the gameplay completely changes because you're just hulking behemoth just wrecking havoc across the landscape and then as you're a pilot you're able to jump through houses with your jetpack you're able to wall run across these walls and it's just super fluid super flashy if you play apex legends it's got all that dna baked in so right now if you're wanting to know what the heck this game could be like go play some rounds of apex legends because it's it's gonna be very similar uh to that so ben what's your thoughts on a mandalorian game yeah i think i think it um it for sure could go over really well just based on the time period we're in with the hype of the Mandalorian, the Mandalorians in general, whether it be Boba, Bo-Katan, Boba, um, Din Djarin, etc. Like, you know, you have all these Mandos running mm-hmm. around. Um, and, like, depending on when this would release, like, it'll be a few years. So, you know, it might, who knows, it might release alongside, like, the Dave Filoni movie or something. Say if it's in 28, mm-hmm. you know, maybe potentially then. Um, so, you know, you have that. And then, of course, like, with it being during the galactic times, you know, that's still, like, Din Djarin could st- still be that character because, you know, we meet him in Mandalorian and he's a bounty hunter um, when we first meet him before pre-Grogu. And presumably he's been a bounty hunter before that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and this show's, this show's only taken place five years after Jedi. So it's like, you know, that would be the galactic, you know, the galactic times they would be referencing so like Din Djarin for sure could be a bounty could be the lead um and then um of course like Boba Fett could be as well because like you know it could it could be Boba Fett easily see I could easily see um Tom Henderson knowing it it would be Din or Boba and just not reporting it and just playing semantics with it and saying Mandalorian video game for now just because like you know, you don't want to go and report it too early as Din, and then they switch it over to Boba at some point in development. So, like, um, so, you know, there's that. And then, of course, like, there's the option of a potential new character. But then, uh, you know, that could potentially open cans of worms. So I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what they do with it, what the missions are. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a really fun game overall, just, like, mechanically like you know like you said the jetpacks being able to fly around and um shoot and like pilot you know i'm sure you'll be able to have interesting piloting mechanics for your ships and speeder bikes and things oh, yeah. like such as that um so uh yeah i'm looking forward to the game whenever whenever it does come out i mean we'll probably be on like like ps6 and mm-hmm. xbox something <laughs> something or another like who knows so uh Either way, when it comes out, I mean, I'll definitely be looking into it. That's for sure. Yeah. So my my little speculation here is I I really don't see it being Din Djarin only because we've seen how they treated anything related with Mandalorian. They just don't want anything done with that character until their story is told. Remember, we were supposed to originally get a novel by Adam Christopher for the Mandalorian, and I'm pretty sure that Filoni and Favreau were like, no, you guys can't make that. We're still making this. And they canceled the book. And then Adam Christopher went on to create the awesome 
what is it? The Shadow of the Sith, which was an incredible book anyway. So, but yeah, I just feel like that's their baby. They're not going to let anybody handle True. them yet. So I, I really don't see it being thin. I would like them to see what they've been doing great with the video games is give us a new character. Every character they've developed so far, whether it be Iden Versio, Cal Kessis, these guys have really hit the fandom hard. And like you're seeing these characters become so mainstream now and they're just so loved because the video games say what you will, but they've been treating, at least when it comes to the single player games, They've been doing a great job, Lucasfilm Games and everybody's story group involved, with really threading these characters in to the larger world and the larger lore. And there's a sub-faction of, of the gamers for the, for the Lucasfilm Star Wars fans like myself that are just diehards because they just love and get attached to these characters. So I would love this to have a sort of lost star feel in a way where maybe you're playing a new unnamed character, but they are talking to Din. They are talking to Bo-Katan. They are having these really cool interstitial spaces, maybe set between events of the Mandalorian, or actually it's going to be before, but I could still see them like encountering Din, encountering Bo-Katan, encountering Boba Fett along the way. And it just give this guy some real, or this girl some really cool armor, whatever. Um, I know people are pining for this to be like a Republic Commando, which would be like the... The, you know, we think of first-person shooter narrative game. That's the first thing you think of for the old games, right? That's our big game um, other than Dark Forces. By the way, we're getting a remaster, I think, in like next week or something like that for that game. So looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm I'm just happy that we're, we're not going to try to shoehorn in another multiplayer live service game here. From what his report says, it seems like this is just straight linear-based narrative game. And... There's something special about that because as somebody who's playing through multiple games that are like 100 hour plus games lately, it's like kind of daunting to be like, oh, here's another game I'm going to sink, you know, four or five months into. I, I like these kind of quicker, snappier, especially FPS shooter stories are usually not that much longer than eight hours. So, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of replayability in this kind of game, different challenges and things like that. And I'm sure the the, the cutscenes and cinematics are going to look incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this. Uh, we'll hopefully get an official announcement. Remember, this is just a report, everybody. Don't take this as gospel. Uh, but this guy, Tom Henderson, is pu usually pretty right when it comes to stuff in the video game industry as of late. So um, yeah, there you go. Unless you guys have um, some other comments, we're going to dive right into our Bad Batch story. But First, we got this interesting report. This comes uh, exclusive from the direct.com. Basically, it seems like in this interview, they were talking to Brad Rowell and Jennifer Corbett. And they're, they're basically saying, um, this is Brad Rowell. I will say that not all of the answers to the mystery of interest will be told in the Bad Bad show. There may be future answers down the road in something else but it was really great to have that character in our show to interact with our characters it was really cool and that's regards to Asajj Ventress as we've seen just appearing in a trailer to everybody's complete surprise like huh so that's interesting the, he's, he's out there saying there's probably going to be more content with Asajj Ventress maybe another book maybe a comic book Heck, maybe she'll appear in another series. I know, Ben, I think you and I were talking about maybe some 
what could be coming next after Bad Batch. Um, so I just find it interesting that the creator is already out there kind of spreading some breadcrumbs around. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. Uh, it's great that they're, like, forecasting that already. Also, that does also mean, you know, I don't want to be, like, a cynic here just because I'm sick. But um, I don't want to be, like, cynical about it. But that also probably means, like, maybe the way some of the episodes play out, like, they don't play out like story-wise perfectly so like you know may maybe like you know maybe the way some of the episodes play out they come off choppy and then they don't readdress qu those those questions at all in the uh. season like it makes me think they're gonna maybe open like put toothpaste out of a bottle in the fourth episode and then just never go back to it the rest of the season or something like so that's that's the only thing like that can cons concerns me a smidge about that is just like oh no is this just is mm. this just like kind of covering your bases yep. because you left something out there and then you're you you're like well crap we didn't get to address it so let's just put a statement out there so we you know kind of cover our butts so like i that that's my only concern about that but like on a positive side of things um yeah i mean i mean it's it's good that we know some storylines could potentially continuing other series or books or mediums and things like that like who knows maybe um like with with the ventress stuff like you know maybe she gets involved with the mandoverse because you know like obviously like dave filoni so like maybe maybe there's that potential like that ah. she gets involved um you know because we have so much stuff with the dathomir dathomirian witches and whatnot oh my gosh yeah um so like maybe you know we get some sort of live action Azaj at some point because you know remember folks we have an Ahsoka season two coming still mm. with you know obviously Thrawn and the bad guys are on Dathomir so Dude. there's that so like like that's what makes me think is like maybe um, on on the good side of things like maybe we see like an Azaj in a Dave series or even if they do like a new um, flagship animated series. Ben, they name dropped her in Ahsoka episode. Yeah, I was gonna eight, say I think they name dropped her or or seven. So the fact that yeah. they name dropped her is already credence to be like, hey, we're letting our live action audience know that one of the animated characters is pretty important. So maybe you should look her up on Wikipedia or or something. <laughs> yep. So that that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, got to give it to the series for just doing awesome callbacks. Count Dooku and Mandalorian season three. It's not as venturous. Like uh, just. Just great little little breadcrumbs, uh, yeah. Milton, uh, what, what are you what are you going into Bad Batch hoping to get from Massage Ventures? Her wrecking people, yeah. Like, I mean, she would be here's the thing because you know, like sometimes with with we're used to seeing a character who's OP or like who we saw, like that was, for example, uh, Boba Fett, we always mm -hmm. saw him being a badass. Then what they did with him and Boba or the book of Boba Fett, they kind of depowered him, which makes no sense. I don't want that for for um, for Asajj Ventures because every time she was on screen in Clone Wars, she was a threat. Even though she could be goofy sometimes, and well, she really wasn't much goofy. Let's be real here, but she could be have her quirks. She was always a threat to Obi Wan and to Anakin. Like they struggled with her every time. So I don't want it to be to the point where we see her and she's kind of pathetic because i feel like that's not i feel like that wouldn't be consistent for that character 
Even though I can see her making some changes, I still feel like she would still be a badass and very much a threat to anyone that comes across to her. Even even if she fought Palpatine, we all know she would get wiped by the floor. But you would still, we would still think, man, she'd be a potential threat with how badass she is and she's very persistent. Mm. So I am hoping that we don't get much character change per se in the sense of how powerful she is. I wouldn't mind seeing her making growth in the sense of where she's going from from being a hardened war veteran yeah. to someone who's probably want to get away from all the bullshit and just like, hey, I want to live my life. But um, yeah, I just want to see her in a, in a place where she's recognizable, but also, also slightly different too. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like what you're saying when it comes to seeing where she is in this point of time, because that's what the Bad Batch does really well, is it shows you that it starts with Order 66, and mm-hmm. how do the characters move past? What do the clones, you know, a lot of it is, what do the clones do after their orders are finished? Uh, what's their purpose? Oh, they're just going to be decommissioned, and you know, the Stormtrooper Corps is going to be the thing that's up in front and center, and you get the get in there with Senator Chuchi and find out that they have rights and they're going to, you know, try to put this motion into the floor about them getting actual recognition in the entire galaxy as people that need support and all this sort of thing. So yeah, translating that over to Size Ventress, you know, one time Sith Acolyte, next she's a bounty hunter. Where are we going to find her now? What, what's her purpose now? Um, that's the that's the big question going into into season three here. Right. No, I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, in, look at real life. Look at war veterans who, g- on, on the good bad side or bad side, they're, they're go- there's going to be some type of post-traumatic stress, going to be some type of mental health disorders that they're going to have to deal with because they saw a lot of trauma, a lot of things that they've seen. So I wish, I hope they bring that element into this because she was a separatist. Mm. And maybe she did realize, hey, you know, maybe the separatist wasn't the good guys. Maybe she saw that the Republic was kind of right, but then saw the BS in that too, obviously with Palpatine taking over. Yeah. Maybe she maybe she is dealing with some of that conflict, but I, I just don't want it to be where we kind of dismiss what her character was before because she was doing some off-the-wall stuff when she was mm-hmm. working with the Separatists. So, I, I, you know, does, does that make sense? Because, you know, it's easy for for us being fans to be like, oh, that's Asaz Ventures. Now we like her because she's quote-unquote a good guy. I'm like, wait, what made her a good guy? You know, like, mm. what does she do to redeem herself? What does she do to make us fall in love with her now as a as a as a hero or anti-hero? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, and the idea, as you just put it really well, got me thinking about her as a separatist. And there's not many separatists left of the high command, right? <laughs> you got Anakin killing them all at the end uh, on Mustafar right. there. Grievous has been right. long dead, right? So there really isn't any big separatist character. Dooku's been dead. So how? Does she fit in with this new regime of the Empire? What's she thinking about being a prior separatist? Separatists, by all good it means, we, we, they're basically going to be the new rebellion at this point. They're, they're right. part of the Here's rebellion. The thing, though, too. Was she really a separatist, though? Hmm. You know, think about that. What Was she really a separatist? Because I, I, I don't see her actually falling into those ideals. I think she very much fell into, the, the well, the Jedi did me wrong. Because I remember, like, wasn't she her upbringing a Jedi originally? It was, yeah. Yeah, so like I can see her saying, "This is the reason why I joined the Separatist cause because of the Jedi." I don't really have the ideals of a Separatist per se, but the things about the Jedi is what I didn't like, how they did me dirty, X, Y, and Z. So, I I, I want to hope they tie in some of that too with her change and where she's at here as a character. Yeah, because I'm sure looking back on it, she's probably saying, "Okay, the fall of the Republic, the fall of the Jedi." 
the rise of Sidious and in, in this in the Sith. But she's got to be thinking, wait, something ain't right here. How did this all happen? Maybe I'm missing something, but I'm still salty with the Jedi, and I'm glad they're gone. But you know, again, maybe she's just in a different headspace. I don't know. But you're right, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Oh yeah, no, I, I, uh, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. Like on your points with her, like her character is going to be interesting to see, like you know, where the headspace is, what her mission is, who she's working for. Um, because, because, you know, right now, like, we don't know based on the trailer, like, who's she working for, or even, like, like, what location is she at? Like you said, Chris, is she working for the Empire, potentially? Like, because, you know, we, we know what happens with her at the end of Dark Disciple, and we don't know what happens with her between then and now, and it's like, like, did they recover her or something? And, like, she's kind of, like, pseudo-working for the Empire at the moment, and, like, you know, how does she get integrated into this story is, you know, is she going to be a character that goes and like, they have to seek her out to help find Mount Tantus to find Omega. Like, are they going to have to do that? Or is it going to be like, if she's working for the empire, is she going to be kind of your pseudo Sabiath role where you, where you, you know, they had Sabiath guarding Mount Tantus. Is she going to be, like a guard for the empire at Mount Tantus, um, you know, mm. where Omega is like, are they going to, is, is that going to be the role for her? Like, because the thing is her role, like, I don't know where exactly they're going to be able to fit her into the story Yeah, because it's, it's either she's got to be working with the empire and she's pretty much a guard for, for Omega, or she's going to be the person like the bad batch has to seek out to find, to like how to get there or whatever, because, you know, maybe, you know, I, I mean, obviously like this, this being such a high profile location for the empire, you know, it could be like your Exegol type situation, maybe like only certain people have heard of it or something. Mm. So, you know, they have to seek out Azaj because she was part of the separatists and all this stuff. So like, maybe she knows and blah, blah, blah. Like, True. so I, I think those are kind of your, your main roots of getting her involved into the story because like that's the thing is like she's not involved with this story you know where we left off from the last season of bad batch so it's just like we have to get her integrated into the story to begin with yeah getting into our predictions proper milton what what is the number one thing you want to see or get out of this season of the bad batch Mm, it's a good question um I think the biggest thing, and this ties in, this would tie into any point I would make, is consistency. I want this season to be consistent. Um, I think season one, for what I remember, we were always upset about the whole Sid storyline. <laughs> how that would like, like we build up momentum for three or four episodes and then Sid pop up and just, mm. and then we build up again and Sid, I, I, we, we don't need to see her much. I mean, maybe a cameo to see where she's been. Mm-hmm. Maybe one episode. But I want consistency in the sense of focus on focus on the, the bad batch themselves. This is the final season. You can't waste time. I'd say no. this to anyone, whether it's a mini series or a final season, you can't waste time on developing characters and moving the story along. So I want a consistent story of where the characters was since the end of last season to where we're going moving forward. And I want an epic finale that's gonna say, Oh my god, where are they gonna next take this next chapter of Star Wars? So if we're consistent all the way, I'm good. Uh, I think another thing I'm looking forward to is um, 
the 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 expansion of the story itself like because you know they're not going to be done with the animated series in general after this like what, what other series could they they could tie this into with new characters potentially mm. so i want to see the potential of that yeah and then obviously i think i think the action i i want to see some really badass action i i think this show i think the clone wars i think rebels and i think bad bats has done a really good job at action sequences when it comes to star wars for sure it's I've never been consistently disappointed <laughs> with the action mm -hmm. sequences in all the animation. So, consistent storytelling, expansion of the animated series, and the action. Yeah, let's hover on on your consistency because I really agree, and I didn't think about that. But I, I looking back at last season, the season before, we don't want to hide the fact that some of the episodes we were pretty disappointed by, just because mm -hmm. we had all this good momentum and then we just lose it. So, the idea that you're saying character development. At this point, the characters have been developed, and they did a good job of right. last season of really fleshing out these characters. Crosshair was a one-dimensional character in season one. Guess what? Season two, we I think all of us agree he's yeah, in like well, our top two or three characters we actually care about the most out of this entire series. So they've done a great job in just the two episodes that he starred in last season to get us up to that point of caring about him. So you're in the final season. There should be no more character development which means it's going to be all, you know, all killer, no filler, so to speak. Um, so mm -hmm. big, big stuff there. Ben, you want to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, those are pretty much my feelings is um, like my overarching feelings for the season. Like, I just want it to be, you know, good, consistent story, good, consistent action. Um, you know, of course, we'll get a couple, a few fillers, probably like we have 16 episodes, I believe. So, you know, like if we could just get like, this is my thing. This is my ratio for, for episodes. If we could get like a four to one split where we just get four, like if we get 12 episodes of good and four episodes of filler, I could take it. I could take that. Mm -hmm. um, like give us, you know, literally four, one, four, one, four, one, four, one, boom, or, or, you know, however you mm -hmm. split it up. But like, just do something like that. And then fans wouldn't have any issue with it. Um, just because, you know, those little filler episodes would be good, just little palate cleansers cleansers leading into the next arcs, kind of like how Clone Wars used to. You know, you'd have your arc, and then you'd have kind of like a wacky episode, and then it would be to another arc or something. So, like, mm -hmm. you'd have, like, hopefully we get just something like that, like more, like a good balance, um, you know, of, of more good than not. And then, um, like, for me overall as well just like looking at the season as a whole i just want some um you know give me some interesting stakes for the characters like um you know i'm interested to see like if any of if any of our characters actually do get taken out just because of um like the lightheartedness sometimes of the bad batch like do they do they go there finally like because we've seen so many like stun weapons and things this season do mm -hmm. we do we see them go there and take out a hunter or take out a wrecker or like one of those guys, like obviously we're not going to see him like get gunned down. I don't think, but you know, are we going to see them like go out in like a blaze of glory, like a ship exploding, like, you know, doing some heroic thing or something or another. Um, I mean, ben, we kind of already got that with tech. Well, yeah, I would say we, we got that with tech, but, but yeah. like, because like my thing is, is we haven't really like, like we finally saw that with tech to a degree. Yeah. And it's just like I want to see that a bit more, um, because like Omega keeps learning these lessons, but then like 
kind of going back on these lessons, you know, or like these lessons yeah. aren't like meaning too much. So I want to see them like matter to her character more. Um, so I'm interested to see in see them in that so, regard. So ben, and, ben, would, you mind, yeah. would you mind if they did it like a Rogue One style of going out? Yeah, yeah. That that's what I would. That's what I would prefer. Yeah, that that's what I would prefer. I I would prefer a Rogue One esque style, which I could easily see that. Like you know, you have Wrecker, you have you have the different character tropes to fit that even. Um, and then like you know, with Omega, like you know, they're not going to kill a kid, so she'll escape somehow. But like, I'm interested just to see uh, what they do with the adults because. Like, I guess I've talked myself more into it, but maybe, maybe they all do get taken out just because it's like, the thing is with all these Star Wars shows, whether it be this show or Rebels or whatever, like, we keep introducing all these characters and then like, I, I don't like to be that fan all the time, but you keep introducing all these characters yep. pre-OT and then it's like, okay, wait, if these characters are so important, why were they not at the Battle of Yavin? Why were they not at the Battle of Endor? Why were they not at the Battle of Hoth? Like, so you have that's all these, point. like, like, like that. That's my only thing when it comes to these, um, these types of pre-OT shows. It's just like you, you, you you're, you're introducing off. these. Yeah, you got to cut them off. So I, yep. I, I feel like I've talked myself more into potentially because, maybe more of these heroes getting taken out. Well, and here's something too, because I mean, this goes back to, and I, I see this argument all the time, and I didn't think about it until obviously later after the show came out. But the Reva thing, like, yeah, Reva n knew that Vader had a kid and, and never said a word. Yeah, like, let's be real. Here. Let's be real here. You, one person can barely keep a secret. Two people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like against someone, the biggest guy in the galaxy. Yeah, and it's like it's like you. She never let it slip, and she's <laughs> still alive somewhere. Yeah, that's where it's just like. Hmm. But but that that ties into your point though. It's like you got all these important prequel or post prequel characters that are alive and kicking. Now let's look in any war. I mean, look look at World War Two. I'm sure there's World War Two heroes and villains that survived post World War Two and that went off to go live their life and didn't really say much or trying to hid from the from from being spotlight. I get that. However, that that's real life, so that makes sense that they would hide away and avoid people. This is Star Wars. You you gotta tangibly tell the audience what happens to these characters because again, like, because our lives gonna be well. Why is this person around then if they're not mm. gonna like be a part of the story or the main you know continuity? Does that make sense? Like, they gotta I, do something with them. So I expect you no, know, and I expect they do what they do with Rebels maybe and do like some kind of coda or epilogue maybe sequence at mm. the end of the last episode says oh and wrecker went off to do this and, and omega right. did this and that'll lead into whatever the next series is perhaps um That's a good point yeah as far as for I, me god I, I do I, I will throw in there though i do hope because like we talked about before chris they've had a lot of times you know um these shows are always in the can or the plans for them are in the can already hopefully by the end of this show by the end of the credits they just go Boom, boom, and it's like a title of a new show or something, a new show previewed. No, I think they're going to wait like two days like, and do it on May the 4th because it's literally this oh, is yeah. ending on like May 1st. Oh, that's or true. You know, they would like that. They'd rather hold. And by that point, people would have watched that episode by then. So it wouldn't have gotten out mm -hmm. by then. Right. Because those people would have the chance two or three days to watch it. And then you're on May the 4th. You're you're sitting to watch your viewing, your showing of of the Phantom Menace and you check your phone and it's like, hey, there's a new series announced and it's going to oh, be yeah, a pretty, true. pretty cool time to pop off as a Star Wars fan. But um, as far as for me, I don't have a 
I have a pretty specific event that I hope happens because I was hoping this would happen at the end of Camino, and all signs are pointing to an actual clone trooper uprising. I want to see clones killing stormtroopers. I want to see Wolf. I want to see Gregor. Heck, I even want to see the guy that was on Ryloth that was serving under Champ Syndulla. What was his name? Something with an H. He had like the cool hair everybody always talked about online. <laughs> Oh, oh I, man. I can't remember. The guy, I something, about yeah, that guy, that guy. Um, have all the clones there. Have have Echo, have Rex, and have like this Lord of the Rings magnitude-esque event at Mount Tantus in all its glory. And I, 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 it, all signs are pointing to that happening. I was losing faith that it would at the end of season one after they destroyed all of Camino. Because if we go back into Legends, I think it's in the Battlefront 2 game, Ben, from back in the day, where there is a clone uprising on Kamino, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, you, yeah, you play as the Empire, and you go and wipe out the clones. Wow. Yep. Like, well, that's literally the mission. You go in, and, and part of the mission is you literally go into the, like, the part of the Kamino clo cloning facility where the tubes are, and you literally blow them up. You blow up the whole conference rooms, like you blow up all the cloning areas, you blow up the lunchroom, all that stuff. Like you literally wipe out the Camino um, facility completely. So like, yeah, like I would love to see that too, Chris. Like that's a really good point to be brought up. Um, like to see the clone uprising and even hopefully since we've already seen him once um, in action, Scorch, like it'd be cool to mm. see. I've said it ever since we had the concept of this Bad Bat show, but man, I would love to see the good Republic commandos versus the bad, bad or the bad, bad Republic commandos versus the bad batch, just because it's like, you know, it's your good versus bad commandos fighting each other. Um, like I would love to see that included in like this clone uprising. Okay. And like you said, it, it's probably going to be Mount Tantus is where the fights at. This was actually funny. You say the Republic commando, because in this same report about Saz ventures, maybe appearing in other things, this comes from Corbett herself. As for whether or not whether or not that might happen in the final season, according to her, uh, yeah, you'll be seeing Scorch more. She literally says, uh, mm. "Well, for the Bad Batch, you'll be seeing Scorch more." But as for other Republic commandos, I can't really say. But you know, there are so many tell, uh, stories to tell in Star Wars, so I'd say nothing's out of the realm of possibility for future content. Um, and, you know, David Collins worked on it. She also says, I will say that our sound engineer, sound designer, David Collins, also worked on Republic Commando and is a big Republic Commando fan. So there are more than, you know, sounds from Republic Commandos all throughout the Bad Batch. Um, so it seems like there there could be other characters. Maybe Boss shows up. Uh, I don't even know the other character names off the top of my head, but you a probably seven know. fixer. Okay, well, there you go. There's all four. So I, I think they'll all show up. <laughs> And I think that's what will happen. I think the Empire probably could get the upper hand on the clones and then Wrecker and all the a couple other guys get out of there with the skin of their teeth kind of thing and to fight another well, maybe, day. You know, you know, that's something to point out, guys, too, now that you're now that we're talking about like say the ending of the Bad Batch, um, you know, say this is all taking place on Mount Tantus and everything. Um you know, I don't think if anything, I don't think like our our good guys will win. If anything, Maybe a couple of them just escape, like, you know, Omega and, like, maybe Hunter or something. Or maybe they just, like, tell Omega to escape or something. Because the thing is, the Emperor still, like, like continuity-wise, like, he has to, like, get his hands on 
some of these cloning related things mm -hmm. and like potentially like this technology could be at Mount Tantus. Like, I mean, obviously it wasn't legends, but like in this show, even in Canon, like Mount Tantus is clearly important to the empire. So like maybe the empire just holds them off in this location stands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and one last prediction I hope we see is just more about the significance of Omega, more about her, yeah. why she's special. Why did the emperor want her? I'm sure we're going to learn about all those, you know, force godly gook things with relating to Exegol. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about the predictions. Uh, we want to know in the comment section down below, what do you guys think about your predictions for the Bad Batch Season 3? We're just a short couple days away, and you guys can stay locked here on Star Raptor YouTube channel for our reviews every week at Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, starting with the three-episode premiere. I don't have the titles off the top of my head or all my notes, but yeah, you'll be here. We'll be here to talk about them next week. Milton, it was so great to have you on this week. Where can people find you? Um, yes, yeah, like so I'm glad to be back. Um, and before I tell people where to find me, so the premiere, the Wednesday, is that at night or is it releasing in the morning? I'm assuming it's it's in the freaking morning. I was really hoping by now they would tell us it's going to be out at night, or maybe everything is just out at nine these days and they don't have to report it, especially. But I'll be refreshing yeah. at nine o'clock on Tuesday night, hoping it comes up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm just curious about that because it'd be an animated show. Because then I remember, I think Tales of the Jedi. Did they release that in the evenings? I thought, or no? No. I, I couldn't remember. That's the last animated show that I remember they did. But I, I don't know. But it'd be kind of nice to make it like an event for this last season. Yeah. It would but be. We'll, we'll see. It would be. Um, but no, they can find me uh, on, I guess, X at Milton Weber Seven or on Instagram at Milton Seven Weber. Um, usually on either platform, I'm posting something funny, nothing too, not nothing too crazy. Usually on Instagram, some uh, workout videos. But yeah, hit me up on social media. I like to talk Star Wars, wrestling, or whatever. That's positive. So yeah, hit me up. All right, and Ben. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Real Ben Maynard talking Star Wars and fitness and um, no football now for several months. And then you can find me on Instagram at Real Ben Maynard as well. And, you know, mainly just talk fitness or share like some classic nostalgia memes because Instagram is just full of nostalgia bait. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes, and you can find me here on the YouTube channel of Star Raptor. You can also find me on, on X at Star Raptor. You can find me on my place where I do my writing, my blog, starraptor.substack.com. And as, like I said off the top of the show, you can catch me next Wednesday. I'll be talking comics, but I'll, we'll probably have a few words to say. I would imagine me and Matthew have, a, have one comic to talk about next week. Star Wars issue number 43. So, yeah, we're, we're going to definitely talk about Bad Batch. I'll, I'll make them talk about Bad Batch with me because we'll be fresh out of watching that episode. So, yeah, for my uh, initial reactions on Bad Batch, go ahead to the Star Wars Underworld channel and check out Tractor Beam at 9 p.m. Eastern over there on the Star Wars Underworld channel. But make sure you subscribe here so you can catch us next week on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern talking about those very episodes. Hopefully our wishes come true and hopefully sometimes it's nice to be having our expectations subverted so whether or not keep an open mind speculate responsibly but that's gonna do it for milton for ben for chris for i chris aka star raptor for everybody that joined us in the chat room we'll see you next week goodbye everybody
and transmission.